Podcast this is your host Ryan Coyle joining alongside Kevin Cannon for our weekly show NFL Big Five Games of the Week, the Week Ten edition already already in that back half of the season. Uh, I was just talking to Kevin before the show. Another down week for both of us last week. I went one and four. He went two and three. Uh, our spreads were one and two, and our props were one and two. So probably the worst week of the season so far. I went twenty one. I'm now twenty one and twenty four on the year. Kevin, you're 23 and 22. Our spreads are 6-4-1 and one since we added our, our new picker. And then our props are 6-6. Six and six. So uh, those guys are off to a pretty hot start. we got to clean up our act a little bit. Last year, uh, I went 64-38, and 38 and you went 62-40. and 40. So uh, the large sample sizes there that, that were pretty good at this, but uh, just on a bit of a cold streak now, back-to-back one and four weeks for me. Hopefully it turns around. But welcome back to the show, Kevin. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me again. All right, we'll get into week 10 now. I've got some good games on tap. A lot of teams who are going to be, I think, battling for playoff seeding come, come and get, coming down the stretch playing this week. Um, some of these games could be uh, some potential tiebreakers. So let's get right into it. We have the 5-4 and four Browns coming off a big-time road win at the Bengals. Uh, they'll be traveling to the Patriots this week to play the 5-4 and four Patriots. Uh, that'll be a one o'clock kickoff on CBS. Patriots are one and are one point favorite at home here. I got the Browns twenty four, Pats twenty. The Browns have been all over the map this year, while the Patriots seem to be getting things on a roll as of late. This game has big playoff implications for both teams. Uh, the Browns are very good against the run, and Mac Jones has still not completely gotten all the demons off his back for his inconsistent passing. And I think Nick Chubb is going to have another big day, and Baker's going to Baker looked the best he has all season last week after OBJ departed. So I think the Browns go into Fox Sparrow and win, even though it's going to be a close game all the way through. Well, I don't know if you saw, but Nick Chubb is out this week due to COVID. Does that change your mind on this matchup? Um, that does a little bit. The the running back the running back room they're missing three running backs and and Cream Hunt uh, Dearness Johnson the guy who had that big game on Thursday night football though is in the fold this week. All right, so I'll change mine. Pats twenty three, Browns twenty one. All right, sounds good. I'm rolling with the Pats too. I think with Nick Chubb being out, that's that's obviously a big loss. I have them twenty four twenty one. Uh, very confused by this Browns team, though. Put up 10 points and lost to the Steelers, who who have been playing better as of recent, but still have, have been losing games through a lot – or have been not playing that well throughout the season. Have had three losses already as well. Uh, but then they go to Cincy and blow out the Bengals, who were the one seed in the AFC two weeks ago. Now they're currently out of the playoff picture. So Baker looked great last week, like you were saying, with OBJ out of the fold. Uh, Nick Chubb did his usual work, but they'll be missing him this week. But the Patriots continued that hot play, winning three in a row. Uh, could easily be four in a row if they had won that Cowboys game, which they were in good position to do. Uh, these are two teams that are most likely going to be vying for one of those final wild card spots, and this game could be big down the line for a tiebreaker, I think. Uh, this game is, is really a pure toss-up to me. Uh, and with the Patriots only being a one-point favorite, it kind of made me want to lean towards the Browns. But with no chub, uh, and now that we're in November, the Patriots are starting to get it rolling. And kind of at this time of the year, you look at Bill Belichick's track record, he's been pretty much unbeatable at home. 
uh, during this stage of the season. So give me the Pats in a close to low scoring game. Second game of the week, we got Falcons 4-4 four and four at the Cowboys 6-2, and two, coming off a loss to the Broncos last week. 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Cowboys are a nine-point favorite. Uh, Dan Quinn, the D.C. for the Cowboys, will be coaching against his former team here with the Falcons. I got the Cowboys 34, Falcons 24. I think the Falcons this year have the potential to be like the Bears team last year for us where they kind of just keep hanging around and find their way into this uh, top five games of the week every week. But I'm taking the Cowboys here. They had a real head scratcher last week against Denver, and the Falcons have not quit this year. I expect the Cowboys to bounce back and Dak and all his weapons have a big day. The Falcons' secondary is very suspect, and the Cowboys, like I said, have a ton of weapons. Matt Ryan, Clarell Patterson, and Kyle Pitts will put up some yards and points against the Cowboys' D, but the Cowboys are just the better team, and they're going to try and make people forget about last week in Denver. I think the Cowboys win this week as well, 38-27 here over the Falcons. Uh, Shout-out to the Cowboys for knocking me out of my survival pool last week. Made it pretty far, my furthest I've ever made it. But, uh, of course, once I picked them, they knocked me out. Um, they just flat out didn't show up against a Broncos team that's been reeling over the past few weeks. Uh, but now they might have ignited some life into that Broncos team who could make a playoff push out. Uh, but this week they get a chance for revenge in another home game uh, as one of the surprise teams in the come to town. Credit to them, the Falcons, after that Eagles game, I thought they would win maybe three or four games all season. And now they have four through eight games. Uh, and they're in position to be one of those wildcard teams. Falcons have a very weak secondary, though. A.J. Terrell has played a lot better at corner, but outside of him, not much. And I think Michael Gallup could be back this week, giving Dak three very good weapons at his disposal on the perimeter. So uh, this is his second game back from that injury. I expect them to rebound here at home against a poor Falcons defense. 38-27 Cowboys. Third game of the week, uh, the Saints come in at 5-3. and We'll be traveling to Tennessee to play the 7-2 and Titans, who are the number one seed in the AFC now. Uh, Titans, three-point favorite in this one. Another one o'clock kickoff this one on CBS. I got the Titans 30, Saints 21. The Titans continue to impress with and without Derrick Henry. The Saints have Trevor Trevor Simeon starting, and he's playing average uh, football. I find it very confusing what Sean Payton's doing with Taysom Hill, where last year he started Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston. Now this year Jameis gets hurt, and he's not starting Taysom Hill. But I think he'll look to use him more in this game and then potentially if he does very well, maybe overtake Trevor Simeon for the starting job. Uh, Tannehill will continue to get the ball to AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the outside, which is always a good formula. And the Titans defense showed last week that they're capable of playing at a high level. And the Jameis injury for the Saints is just going to be too much for them to overcome. I do think it is a potential letdown spot for the Titans, uh, but that's been the path the case for the past month after their big wins after the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams, but I'm still rolling with them here. Mm-hmm. I really like what you said there, how it is a potential letdown spot coming off that big road win after losing Derrick Henry at the Rams. Um, but like you said, they've, they seem to answer the bell each and every week, and I think Mike Vrabel will have his guys ready to play yet again. I got them winning 27-20 here, the Titans over the Saints. Uh, very impressive win last week, arguably the most impressive win of the year, I think you could say without Derrick Henry on the road against one of the best teams in the NFL and Los Angeles Rams. Uh, but on the other hand, the Saints drop a divisional game to the Falcons and now have to travel to Tennessee to play those red-hot Titans. Uh, give credit to Ryan Tannehill. He keeps proving everyone wrong. Um, 
I feel like he has to keep answering questions. People don't really think that he's a elite level quarterback and he just continues to win football games. Him and him and Vrabel have just continued to stack up wins together since they've been paired paired up. I think the Titans defense though is what is most impressive. They really dominated that line of scrimmage last week against the Rams. Seemed like Matt Stafford was under pressure all afternoon or all evening. I think their pass rush gets to Trevor Simeon a few times here in this one, and the Titans are able to cause a few turnovers, leading to their eighth win of the year and keep that position as a number one team in the AFC. Fourth game of the week, we travel to Las Vegas now, where the five and four Chiefs will be playing at the five and three Raiders. 820 kickoff on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Chiefs are a two and a half point road favorite here, though. I got the Raiders 23, Chiefs 20. I've always been a big believer in the Chiefs, but nothing seems to be going right with them right now. The, G- the Chiefs have, have done little to give fans hope that they're going to be able to turn around on offense and defense. The Raiders, however, have continued to play with all the drama that surrounded them all year off the field. The Raiders have the passing game to uh, take advantage of the weak Kansas City defense. I think Derek Carr will have a couple big throws while Mahomes will struggle to string together plays and drives. I like the Raiders here as well, uh, giving us the same four picks now so far. I got them winning 27-23, kind of the same, a little bit closer to the same margin of victory as you, just a little bit more points. Uh, Raiders have dealt with uh, so much off-the-field stuff this year. I thought it was only a matter of time before it caught up to them on the field, uh, and they had a kind of a letdown loss, and that happened when they traveled to the Giants last week. Uh, they had a chance to move to 6-2 and two, but fell short, making this a very, very important game. you got to win this game at home, I think, if you're the Raiders. You get let the Chiefs win this, move to 6-4. and four. I think they have all the momentum. Uh, the Chiefs played awful again, though, last week, but their defense was able to limit Jordan Love in his first start, and Patrick Mahomes made a big play late to seal the victory. Raiders always seem to play the Chiefs tough. Last year, they beat them on the road, and then at home, they lost, but it came down to the wire. The Chiefs just aren't right right now, uh, and it's hard to trust them in a spot like this. So I feel like I'm always picking the Chiefs to win, as most people are. Uh, but this week, I'm just not that confident in them going up against going up, bunch, going up against this Raiders bunch that's been uh, really hard for them to overcome over the past few years. So I think the Raiders pick up a big AFC West win at home here, moving to 6-3 and three on the season. Our fifth game of the week. Uh, what I'm labeling as an elimination game for the 49ers, and that's the 7-2 and two Rams at the 3-5 and five 49ers, 8-15 kickoff, Monday Night Football on ESPN. So you're labeling it as an elimination game. I have the 49ers getting eliminated then, 34-23. The Rams come out and show last, that last week was more of a fluke than anything and that they're still a very good team and one of the top teams in the NFC. The 49ers' downfall uh, continues. The 49ers have a weak secondary, so I expect Cooper Cup and Robert Woods could be in store for a big day. The 49ers have not played well against uh, good teams this year as well. The Rams welcome Von Miller to their defense and get a big win against an NFC West opponent that swept them last year. I got the Rams as well, so me and you are going 5 for 5 this week in our predictions. That doesn't happen uh, really, but hopefully we can both get a 5 and a week and get back on track. I got the Rams 30, 49ers 17. Uh, like I said, I think it's an elimination game for the 49ers. You lose, you fall to 3 and 6. I don't think this team is talented enough and healthy enough to come back from that. Um, maybe, maybe if they go like 9 and 8, they can be the 7th seed, but to do that the rest of the way, you'd have to only, you could only lose two games and you have to win six, four. So 
This is a team that I think if they lose this game, their season's all but over. Um, I think it's just a lost season for them. And I think Kyle Shanahan enters next season on the hot seat. Rams are too good to drop two in a row, especially if they want to have a chance to win that NFC West crown and potentially get that number one seed. They need a win here to keep pace. And I think Sean McVay is going to be preaching that all week. 49ers have owned the Rams over the past few seasons. And that's. But that was also Jared Goff. Um, but Robert Sala is gone from the 49ers with that defensive scheme, kind of that was causing this Rams offense a lot of issues. But Jared Goff is gone as well with Matt Stafford in, a big upgrade at the quarterback position there. So I think those two things kind of cross each other out. I think Stafford and Cup, as you were saying, come in, come in, have a day on the road here, uh, get a win to keep pace and knock the 49ers out of playoff contention. Uh, now we'll move to our props of the week. Uh, where last week we went one and two from our guest picker. Our first pick this week will have an anytime touchdown score. Marquise Brown um, has six TDs in eight games this year and probably should have a few more without some drops. Dolphins ranked 27th in opponents' touchdowns per game. Miami also has let up the most plays over 20-plus yards, so look for Brown to get a bomb downfield. Second pick of the week. We have Lamar Jackson over 235 and a half passing yards. He has passed us in every game besides one. And that was against the Chargers, third-ranked pass defense. Dolphins allowed at least 240 yards in their past five games. In the last pick, we have Mark Andrews over three and a half receptions. Andrews has hit this in six out of eight, with two missing being three and averaging five and 5.25 catches a game. Miami all allows the fourth most pass attempts against a, a game as well. So what are your thoughts on those picks for Thursday Night Football, Kevin? I like the Mark Andrews one because, like you said, it hit in six out of the eight games. I like the Lamar over passing yards as well because he's been playing really well and it hits pretty much every week. I'm not as hot on the Hollywood Brown anytime TD. There's more uh, wide receivers in the Ravens offense now competing for targets. I just don't feel as good about that one. Yeah, I agree. I like those first two as well. Really like that Andrews one. His odds on that one are minus 188, so that one's more likely to happen than not. And Lamar uh, has been has been playing at an MVP-type level and against a really uh, big-time struggling Dolphins team right now. I like him to hit that. And like you said, with more wide receivers in the fold, a few more weapons in the fold for this Ravens offense, Rashad Bateman, I think Sammy Watkins should be back this week as well. Uh, Marquise Brown's odds are only plus 105 there. I really don't know uh, the odds or the how favorable that kind of bet is. I think maybe Lamar Jackson, who sits at minus 105, I would kind of like that one more. It feels like he's due for uh, a big game on the ground as he's been dominating through the air a lot this year. Could see him use his legs around the red zone like we've seen in previous years and get a touchdown there. So uh, for any time touchdown, I would kind of lean more towards Jackson than Brown. Uh, and then our picks for the spread. Of the week, we have Chargers minus three. Uh, our guest picker was too lazy to give us some explanations this week. So Chargers minus three, they're they're at home against the Vikings. Uh, Packers minus three, they are at home, I believe. They're they're playing Seattle this week. Russell Wilson will be back, so that'll be interesting game. Not sure 100% if Aaron Rodgers is back yet, so that'll be something to watch. But Packers are at home in that one. Um, and then the last one we have is Ravens minus seven and a half. They're the Thursday night football game. They are on the road at Miami. What are your thoughts on those picks, Kevin? Not a big fan of the Chargers minus three. The Vikings have played better than their three and five record shows. The Chargers haven't really impressed in uh, the most recent weeks. I like the Packers minus three against the Seahawks. Obviously, barring Aaron Rodgers plays. If he does not, then I don't like that. Um, it'll be fun to see Russ back for the Seahawks. And I also 
like the Ravens minus seven and a half against the Dolphins because I just think they're a touchdown better than them. Yeah, I agree with you here as well on those picks. Uh, the Ravens, I really like tomorrow. I think they'll run the Dolphins off the field. The Dolphins have been hanging tough in recent weeks, uh, but still, I think the Ravens uh, on a short week in prime time have the advantage uh, in this one. They're one of the more experienced teams in prime time, and I think uh, the quarterback situation with Tua and Brissett, you don't even know who's going to start with Tua with an injured finger. I like that Ravens pick. Uh, Rodgers, barring, barring him playing, I think that the Packers will be able to cover that three-point spread uh, with Russ coming back from that finger injury. Don't know how he's going to be looking. Uh, and then the other one with the Vikings, they're able to beat anyone any week. They definitely could be like a five and three team instead of three and five. Uh, they just have been losing a lot of games down the, down the wire. So uh, that Chargers team almost lost to Philadelphia last week. Uh, you don't really know what you're getting out of them. They're a very inconsistent bunch. Uh, but that'll do it for our NFL Big Five games of the week for week 10, along with our two other segments. Hopefully, Kev, me and you have a better week this week. We're we're on every pick together, so best of luck to you, best of luck to me, uh, and we will talk next week. <laughs>